Who is the most complete disc golfer on tour right now? Some might say Ricky Wysocki. Others might say Kristen Tatar, Gannon Burr, Calvin Heimberg, Paul McBeth, Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen. Isaac Robinson has been on fire this year. Who is the most complete disc golfer? Well, I want to challenge whoever you're thinking of right now. I want to challenge you on this. What if the most complete disc golfer doesn't exist? What if the most complete disc golfer was a Frankenstein? Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome to episode 20 of Teach Play Disc Golf, a Gladiator Disc Golf podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We have complete, I have completely scratched the normal layout. I had an idea last week as I was like, oh man, episode 20 is next week. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? And I had this idea a couple days ago. Building like Dr. Frankenstein, building the most complete disc golfer. And I had this idea and I was just like, oh, that is it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to build today on episode 20, we're going to build the complete disc golfer. Now, unlike Dr. Frankenstein, we are not scientists here. You and I are not scientists. Maybe you professionally might be a scientist, I haven't met anyone who's a scientist uh, professionally except one person, (laughs) one person in my life. I am not a scientist, but we're going to attempt to build the most complete disc golfer on tour using characteristics from several different disc golfers. Basically, what that means is we're looking at MPO and FPO fields, and we're building one golfer. We can only, I'm only using current players, okay? So there's no like Ken Climo, uh, Barry Schwartz or anything like that. Only current players. And the stipulation is like, I'm not looking necessarily at their career. I'm looking at the last year or two. I'm trying to keep it as recent as possible because some people chosen weren't on tour five, 10 years ago. They may not have even been old enough to be on tour. So I'm looking at recent years performance to make this list. Now here's the thing. I can only use a disc golfer once. And so if you're wanting to do this like as I'm going through my decisions, think about that. You can only use a disc golfer once. So for example, if you use uh, Ricky Wysocki for backhand, that is the only thing that you can use Ricky Wysocki for when building your complete disc golfer. Okay, so I'm really, really excited about this. I, I'm i just gonna come out and say it. There is no right way. I'm looking at my list right now and I'm like, oh, I can change this, I can change that. It's a lot of fun, but I'm happy with the list that I have. I know people are going to disagree. I know people are going to think I should switch here or there and that is fine. Comment down below how you would build your complete disc golfer. Okay. Let's go ahead and let's get right into it. So here are the skills that I'm considering and there are 26 skills 
that I'm looking at. So I'm telling you, I am trying to build the most complete disc golfer. This is not, you know, driving, putting, and focus, like way more than just three things. We're looking at power, accuracy, backhand, forehand, overhand, scramble, off balance shots, approaches, C1 putting, C2 putting, throw-ins, straddle putting, staggered putt, flex shots, hyzer flips, throwing putters, mid uh, mid, mid ranges, drivers just in general, uh, mental toughness, focus, footwork, smoothness and form, form itself, personality, being your your rating basically as a card mate and your style. Okay? 26 things to build the most complete disc golfer. So there's a lot of disc golfers on this list. And some uh, you may argue is stretching it. Uh, I will argue it's not stretching it because I think that they are worthy of being on my list. They may not be worthy of being on your list, but they're worthy of being on my list. So let's go ahead and we're going to start with what everyone wants to know first. Who's your power player? You're building one golfer, the complete disc golfer. Who's going to be your power guy or woman? Who's going to be your power player? I had put maybe three different names before I finally settled on this because I realized that I had actually left this golfer off my list. And I was like, there's no way that I can leave at one point this season the number one rated player in the world off my list. That would have been a grave mistake. And it totally would have invalidated the entire list. So without further ado, my power is going to come from Gannon Burr. Gannon Burr has displayed tons of power over the course of his short professional career on tour. Clearly, he's had power for a very long time. But I think among all other skill sets in the way that I built my player here, I really like having Gannon Burr for power. Uh yeah, I'm sorry. My hesitation there is I just realized there's another skill that I need to include here real quick. So I'm going to be doing that one on the fly and talking it out loud with you guys. Okay, so power, Gannon Burr. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I I don't really know anyone that's going to argue with making the, the power of my disc golfer Gannon Burr. Next one, this might surprise some people. Accuracy. Paul Ulibarri. Now I know Paul clearly uh, very much does not have the same kind of power as some of these other players, but Paul is super accurate on his throws. And he talks about all the time, the best way to hit a gap is to throw it hard through a gap to really focus. Um, and all of his videos over the last couple of years when talking about hitting gaps and just being accurate is picking something off in the distance, aiming at it. I've talked about that principle on the show as well, on my disc golf channel as well. And so accuracy, I'm going to go with Paul Ulibarri. Um, here is the 27th, but I've listed it as a third. And this one's going to be live. So I can't believe I forgot this skill. Control. Just having control of the disc. And as I'm looking through my list, and I actually have pulled up the world rankings to make sure that I uh, 
and not forgetting anyone. Oh, no, no, go back. I accidentally clicked on a player. So as I'm looking here and I'm thinking about control. Ooh, yeah, okay. He's one of my favorite players. He's been having a really off year. I mean, it's been really sad to watch and because I haven't been able to watch him. But for control, as somebody who over the last few years of performance has done really, really well, even though he is struggling this year, Chris Dickerson. He is always in control of his emotions. He's always in control of the disc. Very rarely do you see Chris make a mistake that has something to do with his control over the flight of the disc. Uh, you don't see him throw a disc maybe on a flex line or a hyzer flip and it stables out or it's nose up. He just controls the disc very, very well. There are other reasons why he may be struggling this season, but I do not think it is because of his control. So we got Gannonburg for power, Paul Ulibarri for accuracy, Chris Dickerson for control. Up next is backhand. This is the one that everybody is going to be thinking about and focusing on. Who do you have for backhand? Because I have Simon Lazat. <laughs> I don't think that's a surprise. I bet some of you listening or watching probably picked Simon Lazat for backhand as well. And I don't blame you. Great backhand has had one for decades at this point that rivals some of the greatest backhands in the history of disc golf. You could argue that Simon between distance and just his touch and control with the backhand might have one of the top three best backhands in all of disc golf. Now, that is a not something I've really sat down and thought about, but when you look at how talented he is on the backhand, it's possible you could argue that he might be top three all-time backhand. But that's not what this episode is about. Maybe that's a topic for another video. On to forehand. This is a player that really hit the scene last year, specifically the world championships. The forehand player for my complete disc golfer, I'm going to go with Aaron Gossage. Aaron Gossage has a very good complete game in other aspects, but his forehand is so good. He almost single-handedly took down Paul McBeth because of his forehand in last year's world championships. So he has power, he has control, he's got the baseball background that makes his forehand absolutely wicked mean on the on the course. So Aaron Gossage's forehand, Simon Lazat's backhand, that one-two punch, it's gonna be really hard to beat that off the tee, no matter who the player is, and couple that with Gannon Burr's power and Chris Dickerson's control and Paul Ulibarri's accuracy. Now you're getting the gears turning. <laughs> I'm just getting more and more excited. Like It's so funny how excited I am about this completely fictional concept. But it is so fun to do this. And if you guys haven't sat down to do this, I definitely recommend you do. If you want to be filling this out in the comments as I'm going through it, you can open the description of the video and you can see all the uh, characteristics, the skills that I'm looking at, and you can just kind of copy and paste and put your own names in there and then share it in the comments. Okay, overhand. This was definitely the toughest one to fill out because there's not a lot of players that throw overhand. Um, I know there's uh, Jake Wolf, who uh, 
is pretty popular on Instagram. I follow him and he throws a lot of overhand shots and forehands. That's kind of his game. Um, but I wanted to go for someone that was a little more present on tour uh, than Jake is. And so for overhand, I'm going to go with someone who doesn't necessarily throw overhand shots for power, but uses them a lot for approaches. And this is the same person that actually taught me how to play Ultimate Frisbee via YouTube 10 years ago. That's insane to think about. 10, 11 years ago, Brody Smith on YouTube, his YouTube channel back when the videos were all filmed with like, you know, iPhones, if that, you know. So Brody Smith for the overhand shot with the scuba and, uh, and all those kinds of shots. I pick him for the overhand. He's the only one that I really see throwing the overhand shot with any frequency outside of power shot um, and players like uh, Jake Wolf and a few local pros that I uh, can think of who may do that in Texas. So sticking with players on tour rated, Brody Smith for the overhand. Now, this next one's going to be pretty controversial. If you've been thinking uh, about the players I've been listing, you realize that I'm leaving off one of the best players to ever play disc golf. I haven't mentioned Ricky Wysocki yet, but that's okay because that's about to end now. In the next category of scramble, yes, for scrambling, I'm taking Ricky Wysocki. Ricky is so good at scrambling. I know that that is not often a skill that people covet, because like if I'm scrambling, that means I'm getting off the fairway and I'm having to come back to save par or salvage a, somehow, you know, get a birdie, maybe even salvage a bogey. But Ricky is so good at being pinched off on the fairway or being off the fairway, but maybe not quite OB and being able to come back and save a birdie, his control and, and trust in his discs, his scrambling game is so, so good. There are very few players, in my opinion, that scramble better than Ricky Wysocki because he has every shot in the game available and knows exactly what he's doing when he's scrambling. So I'm taking Ricky for scrambling. I know that's probably not a popular choice for a player like Ricky Wysocki, but when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, it's splitting hairs when it comes to power. You take any of the top 20 players, especially in MPO on tour, it doesn't almost matter who you take for power because they can all pretty much throw the same distance. So that's kind of why as I was going through this, I was like, okay, Ricky has a great backhand, also a great forehand, also great control and accuracy, also great power, but I can only pick him for one. So I might as well pick him for the thing that I think he does better than anyone else on tour, and that is scrambling. Now, speaking of doing things better than anybody else on tour, we have the off-balance category. Now, what does this mean? When I'm talking about off-balance category, I'm talking about players who are having to throw awkward shots, awkward positions, awkward run-ups. Um, basically, they're throwing slightly off-balance or at risk of throwing off-balance. And if there is one player that I've seen do this multiple times and always seems to be more successful than any other player, it's James Conrad. Yes, the player who hardly ever throws the forehand unless he literally cannot throw anything else. James Conrad is so good at throwing off balance and 
basically a contortionist with his body as he's trying to throw around obstacles that may be in the way so that he can get his backhand to follow through cleanly, not hit himself, not hit a tree. Definitely if I have an off-balance shot, all right, if I have the fate of the world is on the line with the Martian pointing a, you know, a beam. It, <laughs> I can't even go through with it. Um, for those of you who may not know, several years ago, Max Kellerman on first take said that with the game on the line, then he went into this and, you know, diet, uh, diatribe about like a Martian pointing the laser a beam at earth death beam at earth that between Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala for a three-point shot he'd take Iguodala it's a very popular meme and gif at this point or gif depending how you say it I have heard it both ways um yeah Sorry for going on that rant, but basically that's what I was referencing and I wanted to explain that because I've made references to other shows and pop culture and I've had comments where people say, that was dumb, that didn't make any sense and all that other stuff. So sorry to totally detract from that, but yes, fate of the world on the line, off balance shot, I'm taking James Conrad. Okay, the next one is approaches. So we're talking approaching the basket you know, whether it's, you know, getting up to safe par or for a birdie, whatever it is, approaching the basket. I'm going to take a player who has shown great control this year, but especially over the last two years, Isaac Robinson, very smooth, clean player form is very compact. And he is just very controlled with the disc and, and especially on his approaches. Yes, Isaac's a great putter. Yes, he's great driving off the tee. And there are a lot of other skills in his game that are going to continue to grow and develop and make him potentially one of the greatest disc golfers on tour. Um, I'm not going to say all time yet because he hasn't won anything big enough um, or enough of those wins yet to really um, garnish that, those sort of, that sort of praise and accolade yet. But he has the tool set the toolkit, sorry, the toolkit to do that. So for approaches, I'm going to take Isaac Robinson. Now, I said MPO and FPO, and I haven't picked any FPO players yet. I do have quite a few FPO players on this list, uh, but one of the things is that when I was trying to build uh, the most complete golfer, I was trying to be objective. So I think with complete objectivity, circle one putting percentage, I'm taking Own Scoggins. Okay. She is one of the best putters on tour. MPO or FPO doesn't matter. Own Scoggins can go head to head with just about any player when it comes to putting. It doesn't make sense with all the wobble in her putt, but she is so good at it. She is so consistent with it. I've actually asked her about her putting and how she does it. And if I remember correctly, basically own takes like 500 putts a day or something crazy, like several hundred putts a day, at least a hundred putts a day. And just building that repetition, building it and building it and getting comfortable from various distances, different elevations. When it comes to C1 putting percentage, I'm going with own Scoggins. When it comes to C2 putting percentage, you might be saying Ricky Wysocki or James Conrad. Guess what? I've already picked them. So I had to go to another great C2 putter, 
Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones is one of the few players, I would put him and James in this category, that if their disc is basically near C1, the line of C1 and C2, they will take the C2 putt over the C1 putt because they can jump putt. Um, and yeah, and they are deadly with, they are just deadly with um, from distance on their C2 putt. So I'm taking Kevin Jones for C2. Now we had approaches earlier where I said I was going to take Isaac Robinson. And when I'm talking approaches, I'm talking getting to the basket. But if I'm wanting a player to throw it in the basket, I'm looking at none other than Greg Barsby. Not only does Greg have a great uh, great control and throw with putters, but especially on approaches and, th- and throw-ins, he just does it so often. He did it last year at the PCS Sula Open, which is actually coming up, I believe it's this weekend. So super, um, super great at throwing the disc in. He does it consistently and he throws it with a slight nose up. I talked about this in a video several months ago where he, he does it to where he gives the disc a chance to get in the basket, has a nice little nose-up angle on it to lift it so he can throw it soft, but in the event it misses, it's not going 30, 40 feet past the basket because he throws it with such control. So I really like Greg Barsby for throwing in the basket. Now, at this point, you're probably definitely starting to be like, okay, man, you are missing some pretty key players, and we're coming up to them. So for straddle putt, one of the best straddle putts on tour, I'm going to take Kristen Tatar. So yes, I have Owen Scoggins for C1 putting, Kevin Jones for C2 putting, but when it comes to the style of putt, there are very few people who, in my opinion, are better than Kristen Tatar at straddle putting. Okay, she is solid. It is consistent. She puts with the pures. They're always dead center great putting stance. She makes it look so simple. Kristen Tatar's straddle putt. For the staggered putt, I'm taking none other than the pizza man himself, Calvin Heimberg. Calvin also has a great straddle putt, but his staggered putt, putting the disc over his eyes and just going, aiming at the band lane, the disc drop in. Great staggered putt. So consistent. Always dead center as well, like Kristen Tatar. Calvin rarely misses left or right. It's normally an up or down miss, which for his particular uh, putting stance is unique because typically on a stagger, you're going to have more of a spin. But the way he spins with the lift, his misses are normally up or down. Maybe a little left to right variation, but typically he's going to be missing high or low. You see Calvin hit band or a cage a lot more than just completely whiffing on the sides. So I'm taking Calvin's staggered putt, Kristen Tatar's straddle putt, Greg Barsby's throw-in opportunities, KJ USA's C2 putt, and Onskagen's C1 putt. Sorry if you can hear my dogs in the background. (laughs) Okay, we are about halfway through the list. And I'm super excited for the next several names because now we are transitioning. We still have a few more uh, disc golf skills, but we're going to start talking about some intangibles very soon. So let's get through these next couple of skills pretty quickly. Flex shots. 
I don't I don't think there's a better player on tour who can throw flex shots other than better than Nico Castro. He can throw the disc so many different ways, but he is so good at throwing flex lines with overstable drivers. I know he's obviously throwing them on Anheuser, but Nico's power and control and accuracy with that kind of shot, he makes the most overstable discs look neutral. I mean, if any other player, especially amateur wise, but you know, there's a reason why other players don't always throw that way. Throwing flex shots is not always the easiest thing to do, and it can be difficult to control, and Nico does it so well. And he makes super overstable discs fly nice and straight and always get a nice skip at the end because of that line that he's throwing it on. So for flex shots, I'm taking Nico Castro. For Heiser flips, I'm taking FPO player Katrina Allen. She is so, so good at throwing Heiser flips. There's a reason why when she was on Prodigy, her uh, signature disc was the F7, which is like 7-5 minus 4-1 flight numbers. And now that she's on DGA, her uh, signature disc is the, um, oh my gosh, I just had it off the top of my head. I forget the name, but it's another super understable disc that basically the mold was made for her. I just went, it's not the Squall, because the Squall has been there for a while, but um, Vortex, that's it. The DGA Vortex was basically made for Katrina Allen to be a super flippy fairway driver, throwing those hyzer flips with it. Katrina Allen's hyzer flip game is top tier. All right, now we're looking at each class of discs, putters, mids, and drivers. When we're having to throw each of those discs, who am I going to take? For throwing putters, I'm taking Mason Ford. That was one thing I've noticed over the last year, just... There are so many good putter throws on tour, but a lot of them I've already mentioned. James Conrad, Simon Lazat, uh, Ricky Wysocki, Gannon Burr throws the putters really well too. Isaac Robinson throws putters really well. Greg Barsby, Kevin Jones. But Mason isn't any of those people. And so I needed to put someone here and why not take the next good, great player at throwing putters? Mason really showed me at the Champions Cup just how well he controls his throwing putters, specifically the bullets that he was throwing from mint discs. And so definitely going to take Mason forward for throwing putters. Does it really cleanly, super, consist super consistently, controls nose angle and release angle so, so well to get maximum flight and distance out of the putter. To mids. This is a player that probably some of you won't have on your list anywhere. And I kind of had to reach back in the back of my brain to, to think of this player. But there's one player who throws their mid-ranges so well, specifically DX Rocks. And if that's not enough of a clue for you, I'll just tell you who it is. For throwing mid-ranges, I'm taking Philo Brathwaite. Philo, I know I remember a couple weeks ago seeing a disc golf meme page talk about how Philo might be one of the most overrated disc golfers on tour. I don't think so. I think Philo is great at throwing mids and putters and his T-birds. His bag is super simple. He's been with Innova for decades. I really like Philo for the mid-range slot. His game is just consistent and he controls those discs so well and knows exactly what they're going to do every single time. Okay, when it comes to drivers, 
There's a lot in here. I didn't break it down as like fairway control and distance, just drivers in general, those sharp nosed discs. I'm taking Eagle McMahon. Eagle has shown that he is, he can throw any disc as well as he wants. He can throw putters as far as some people can throw drivers. It's, it's absolutely insane. But with the cloud breakers and the DD3s and the FDs, it is insane how good Eagle McMahon is at throwing drivers. And if there's one player that I had, you know, as I'm building this complete disc golfer, if there's one player that I want my guy, my player to be able to throw drivers like, it's going to be Eagle McMahon. Okay, that is pretty much all of the physical tools, um, sort of the things that you can see, the, the tangibles, we'll call them. The next couple, the last bit here is all the intangibles. So we haven't mentioned six-time world champ Paul Macbeth. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that I'm taking Paul Macbeth for mental toughness. You don't win, I think, two USDGCs. I think he's two. He might be one of the few with three. I can't remember now. But you'll end up with X amount of USDGCs all the major championships and six world titles without being mentally tough because you're not dominating the competition every single time. All right. You could argue that Paul should be seven time world champ because as much as I love James Conrad, James needed a ace earlier in the week and a miracle shot just to tie Paul Macbeth two years ago at the world championships and then obviously in the playoff, he won it fair and square. But it's like when you consider that you need an ace and a miracle shot just to tie someone like that is insane. I mean, great for James. Super happy for him. I mean, I got one of his uh, world championship uh, nomads and everything. Love James Conrad. But there is a mental toughness to Paul Macbeth that that is why even when he is losing by four, five, six strokes going into the final day. You can't count him out because of how tough he is and how resilient he is. Similar to mental toughness, but a little different. I wanted to focus. I wanted to focus on focus. And while we're focusing on focus, I figure why not pick a player who focuses on his putts by using the focus putter, <laughs> Adam Hammes has really good focus. You always see him really keyed into what he's doing. Every single shot is purposeful. He knows exactly what he's doing. He may not always execute it, right? And that's why he's not, you know, our control player or anything like that. But when it comes to focus, I really like Adam Hammes. Um, I'm not willing to necessarily die on this hill that he's the only that he's the best player at focus, but he is the uh, the my choice in this list. Now, this next one, I said earlier that Philo may not, may be the uh, player you don't have on this list. I almost guarantee that nobody else will pick this next player when it comes to footwork. And that's because he's still up and coming. He's still building his name on tour. You may have seen him at the Kansas City Wide Open lead card, my buddy, Sullivan Tipton. If, if you haven't already, go ahead and go to Sullivan's Instagram page and check out the Kansas City Wide Open. Sullivan's footwork is super clean. It's simple. It's compact. 
never trips over himself, doesn't have anything. And, you know, it's not a super short X step or a walk up for the for the forehand. It's not super long either. He can do it in the fairway on the tee. I really, really like Sullivan's footwork. Um, I think it's just super clean and definitely something a lot of us should be emulating in our form. Now, the next part, there's a reason why this is going to be pretty obvious when we're talking about smoothness. For those of you who've been following disc golf for years, you know who Dr. Smooth is. And there's no other person that I would pick for smoothness and form and play than our very own Dr. Smooth, Kale Laviska or Laviska. Um, Kale, super smooth player, doesn't have the most power. Okay, he's admitted that. And I mean, you can see it when he throws. He doesn't have the most power, but his form is so clean. Everything is smooth. You, He doesn't look like he's trying. And then he goes and throws at 450 feet. Okay, maybe 400 feet. But um, maybe even Kale might be touching 500. I, I actually don't know what his max distance is. But Kale Leviska for smoothness, Dr. Smooth, no other choice. That actually is a hill that, I would die on here because the, the dude's nickname is Dr. Smooth. You can't pick anybody else. Okay. When it comes to form, I have two players here. I know it's like, well, that doesn't make sense, but I couldn't decide who I wanted because I've talked about both of these players so many times on this channel. Okay. So when it comes to form, and when I say form here, I mean basically how it looks, how clean it is, how smooth it is, how repeatable it is to do. You know, because it's compact, it's it's uh, simple. There's not a lot of things that can throw you off. Like, for example, she's one of my favorite FPO players, but Juliana Corver would not be my form selection because her form, although it works for her, if anyone else would try to emulate that, it would throw their timing off a lot. Uh, same with someone like Eric Oakley, who kind of does the hop going into the backhand. I just think for a lot of players that would throw their timing off unless it was natural for them. So for form, honestly, I'm fine with Drew Gibson or Haley King. They have some of the cleanest forms on tour. MPO and FPO combined. So I would be fine with either one of those. Uh, I think their forms speak enough for themselves that I don't have to say too much about that. And then when it comes to personality, this is very much an intangible like mental toughness and focus. But when it comes to personality, we're all going to vary here. Some people might like someone who's a little bit louder, a little bit goofier, a little, you know, talks a lot of game while they play, you might say, oh, this would be perfect for someone like Calvin. And yes, definitely someone like Calvin would be really fun here for personality. But if I'm playing around a disc golf, I really appreciate a person who's calm, who's collected, who doesn't let the, the, the highs and the lows of the round affect their personality and interactions too much. And so for that reason, I've chosen Valerie Mandujano for personality. She's really cool and level-headed. She's a really nice person uh, by all accounts. Um, so I like that idea of picking Valerie Mandujano for personality. Now I say all that and I now have the card mate selection. So we have personality and we now have card mate. So this is someone you're, that basically their um, presence on the card. 
And I definitely think that this player has some highs and lows that could be maybe leveled out with Valerie's personality. But for a card mate, for multiple reasons, I'm going to go with Jeremy Colling. First off, he is just such a bro. He would be so supportive. He's funny. Okay. Yes, he can be a little annoying, um, especially on some of those practice rounds uh, that I, I haven't actually watched those practice rounds in a long time because I did kind of get sick and tired of a lot of the complaining and bickering that was going on, even though it always seemed like they were joking. It just got to be repetitive and old. That's my own personal opinion. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you agree. But anyway, I like Jeremy Colling for a couple reasons because he is just a person who genuinely wants to have fun. And whenever he's on your card, that means you have a heightened chance of someone acing on your card because he has witnessed so many aces. And so that would just be great for the card itself. Witnessing an ace is fun for everyone. Obviously the most fun for the person who threw it, but definitely fun for everyone. And now the final one, number 27. I know we had 26, but remember we added control uh, at the beginning there. So number 27 is style. Now everybody has their own styles. And that's where, you know, this is, there's a lot of people are probably going to differ on this. But here's what I'm going to say when it comes to style. And I'm talking about just who you are as a person. I don't think there's anybody with more style <laughs> than Matteo. I mean, Matteo's sunglasses, Matteo with the roll tie, Matteo with the first down, uh, just the goofy antics. Uh, but the great disc golf play, I, I, he's ranked six in the world. I mean, you may not like some of the uh, the antics and whatnot and the roll ties, but you can't argue that the dude is a baller. So I'm going to take Matteo's style. Uh, I just think that would be so much fun. Now, like I said in the beginning, there's 100% no right answer to this. I'm happy with this list, but literally as I'm, I was talking through it with you guys, there are things that I would change. Like I'm realizing like, man, Paige Pierce is not on this list. Now, if I was looking at the last five to 10 years, 100% Paige Pierce would be on the list. But if I'm just looking at the last year or two, it is a little difficult to put Paige Pierce on the list. I even wanted to prove myself wrong and I looked up her stats on UDISC and Paige isn't like top 10 in any stats in the FPO division. And so uh, according to, you know, to U, uh, UDISC statistics for this season, we're not talking, um, yeah, so I'm looking at fairway hits 32nd, parked 21st, C1 in regulation 16th, C2 in regulation 13th, birdie percentage 10th, scramble percentage 30th, circle C, uh, C1X putts 12th. The only one she's top 10 in here on this list of eight main statistics is circle two putting and she's ninth. So, oh, and birdie percentage, she's top 10 technically because she's 10th, but like single digit. So it was just really hard to say, oh yeah, Paige Pierce, top of these things when she's not necessarily even near the top of the FPO division. So, you know, could I find a way to squeeze her in here? Yeah, I definitely could. I could. I thought about putting her in for throwing putters because she throws the fierce really well. And she, when she was on dynamic disc, she used to throw the deputy a lot. 
or at least putt with it. So I could definitely go in and change things, but we could sit here and do that all day. You know, we could argue, and that's the fun thing about it is that next year, this list could be completely different. But what if, I know another what if question, what if we ask someone who had the infinite knowledge of the internet to build the most complete disc golfer? So I was talking with my wife about this, just like the idea I had for the episode. And she was like, oh, so are you going to use AI? I was like, no. But then I sat there and I thought about it. I'd be like, I was like, yo, that is brilliant. So thanks to my lovely wife, we now have chat GPT's most complete disc offer. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and explain through all of it. I I gave the prompt. I was very detailed. I said no, you know, repetition it has to be one player. There is a little bit of repetition here, but the thing with ChatGPT is that it only can use statistics like up to 2020 or 2021. So some of these are a little wonky. Some of these are pro- are including some players that maybe uh, nobody would select. And based on some of, one of the person's last names here, it's definitely not recent information. And I'll get to that person in a second. So I'm just going to go ahead and run through this list. So I gave you mine. Now here's what the robot chat GTP chat GPT GTP. All right. What is it? Uh, anyway, chat chat GPT. Yes. Chat GPT. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. I'm going all over the place. So here's what AI has to say. For power, Eagle McMahon makes sense. For accuracy, and I agree with this, and I could definitely put her here too, Paige Pierce. For backhand, Ricky Wysocki. For forehand, Sarah Hokum. Eh, definitely a good forehand. I don't particularly like her forehand. It somehow works, but sure, Sarah Hokum for forehand. Overhand, Calvin Heimberg. Don't really, I mean, he's thrown it a couple times. He's done a few turbo putts. Eh, I almost, I would, you can almost say Johnny McRae, but he hasn't played much the last year or two because he had a heart attack. And so hopefully we can see him back on tour as he continues to improve his health. Um, Overhand, Calvin Heimberg. Scramble, Rebecca Cox. Off balance, Paul Macbeth. Approaches, Katrina Allen. C1 putting, Chris Dickerson. C2 putting, Jessica Weiss. Throw in James Conrad makes sense. Straddle putt Valerie Mandahano. Staggered putt Simon Lazat absolutely so good at it. Flex shots Kristen Tatar thought that was pretty interesting. I don't recall seeing Kristen throw a lot of uh, flex shots, but this is what Chat GPT said. Hyzer flips one hundred percent agree with this. If I didn't choose Katrina Allen, this would make sense. Kevin Jones. Throwing putters, Missy Gannon, mids, Paul Ulibarri, drivers. This is how I know that this information is old because that's just all that chat GPT has access to. Paige Bjorkis. If you don't recognize that name, you may recognize Paige Shue. Bjorkis is her maiden name. But for drivers, Paige Bjorkis, uh, I definitely don't agree with that one. Uh, mental toughness. Interesting choice here. Not that he doesn't have mental toughness, but not my number one selection, Calvin Heimberg. Focus, Sarah Hokum again. Uh, now we're seeing some of the repetition. Footwork, Kevin Jones. He does have pretty good footwork. Smoothness, Paige Pierce. I think there are people smoother than her. Form, Eagle McMahon. 
totally agree. Personality, you're all going to agree with this too, because chances are, if you are subscribed and listening to this show, you also are subscribed to Simon Lazat's channel. So Simon Lazat for personality. Cardmate, this is another great selection. Kona Panis or Kona Montgomery now. And then the final one was style, which I thought was interesting because going, unless we're counting his frosted tip days and the faux hawk, Paul Macbeth. Uh, <laughs> so that is chat GPT's uh, build of the most complete disc golfer. I want to know what you guys think about this. Uh, what I thought this was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun building it. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I want to know who your complete disc golfer is. So in the description, I'm going to have a blank uh a blank list of all the characteristics and feel free to copy and paste that into a comment and build your own complete disc offer on YouTube. Uh, I That would just be a lot of fun to see. And if you are listening on Spotify, Apple, or, or wherever you get your podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I would for everyone listening and watching, please like, leave a review to let other disc golfers know, hey, you need to check out this episode and you need to check out this show, Teach, Play, Disc Golf. It would mean so much to me. I've read many reviews and I just appreciate it so, so much. If you want to join my Discord server, link will be in the description. Merch like this shirt where you can support the podcast on the course at home at a barbecue is also linked in the description uh, and on my social media accounts. So thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun with this. I hope you did too. And let's go ahead and let's sign off here. At Teach Play Disc Golf, remember to teach someone how to play disc golf this week. Be encouraging, help them out. Whether they're asking for form, uh, form help or you're looking for form help, be kind. Definitely go out and play some disc golf this weekend. I'm super excited to get out. I'm hoping to play a new course this weekend that there's a tournament in a few months at, and I haven't been there yet, so I want to go check it out, and I'm hoping to sign up for this tournament. Uh, so go play disc golf. I'm going to go play disc golf, and that's it, everybody. Until next time, have a great round.